What's going on? It's a Wednesday edition PHNX Cardinals podcast. No Johnny Venerable. Where is JV at? He's enjoying some upgrade season is here, baby. Let's go. That's right. Like the Phoenix Suns head coach research. Hopefully it's an upgrade. Saul Bookman rejoins the program after a far long, too long of a hiatus, I would have to say. But you've been a bit busy in Phoenix Suns. I actually was just listening to you guys at PHNX Suns, and it's it took me back. Because the coaching search for the Arizona Cardinals, completely different circumstances, right? A team that was hitting the reset button. But the way that you guys were talking about the coaches and, like, who's available, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. I'm saying the same. you got, like, uh, you've got the retreads. you got the guys you're interested in, the guys that are going to get, you know, a lot of looks from any of the vacancies. And then you've got these up-and-comers, like this guy from the Kings. Is he somebody worthy? Somebody on your staff? It's just fascinating. It's like it's, it's different as things are in different spots with these franchises. It's all the same. No, it's, it's no different than any sport, right? And I think with the Suns and the Cardinals specifically, for different reasons, that you search has been – it's been a talking point. It's been, and, it's, <laughs> and it feels like, honestly, like the Cardinals kind of moved in silence when they were interviewing people and trying to figure out who's why, especially with Jonathan Gannon right. for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> and the Suns feel like they're doing the same exact thing. They're just kind of operating in silence until they figured out other coaches uh, might be interested in other positions elsewhere. So it should be fun to, to figure out how that all unfolds. Big changes uh, across the board with both sides, right? You got the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell. He gets rid of a GM that was in the building for 20 years. He gets rid of Cliff Kingsbury. Matt Ishbia takes over for, uh, you know, at the ownership spot. So it's like different sources, I guess, start to come into play here. It's a little closer to the vest because it seems like with the Cardinals, it's just as important to find the next leader of men who's going to kind of take them out of the cellar and back to prominence or relevance. And then it's like the Suns, they're going to play close to the vest because they have the, their margin for error is, is zero at this point. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. to find the guy that's going to get them to break through that glass ceiling and get them that first title. So really fascinating. Great to have Saul on the program. Hit the like button. Of course, subscribe here at PHNX Sports. We've got some interesting things to talk about. Kyler Murray's biggest misstep of the offseason. We're going to get into that. DeAndre Hopkins trade talks. It continues to heat up like in the media, but I don't think there's anything as far as DeAndre Hopkins, if, there's, if it's ramping up as far as teams talking to the Arizona Cardinals, to uh, get their wide receiver one on their team this season. You talked about the Cardinals kind of talk or not going in the public arena as far as their coaching search, but they took a misstep, right? They had the, the tampering. Mike Florio, uh, this, not a friend of the program. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Mike Florio absolutely gets roasted by one of the top GMs in the league. We'll get into that. Uh, and then we'll get into, uh, and I guess. If we lose a legend like Tina Turner, she performed at the Super Bowl halftime show at one point. The Rams, Titans, one of the more memorable Super Bowls of all time. Uh, we'll talk some Super Bowl halftime mm. to kind of honor the legend that is Tina Turner. But let's get into this. Kyler Murray's biggest misstep of the offseason. It's been a solid offseason for K1, right? You know, I mean, obviously he's rehabbing knee surgery he had in early January. He's been doing all the right things. He's been showing up. Suns games, Coyotes games. Uh, the latter there, maybe not picking up on, you know, who Coyote's opponents might be in this league because the team released this video yesterday, Saul, of their, their main signal caller kind of putting his foot in his mouth. Seattle Cricket? Nice New there? Jersey Devils. No, 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 no
Las Vegas night. Orlando somebody. The stores, the nights. Vegas, Vegas. Panthers. Panthers out. In the Urkins? In the Urkins. What's our guy doing here? What the hell is an Urkin? Yeah. Hey, can anybody help out our guy? It looked Yo. like he was looking off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it was, was a bad read by the quarterback yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> what the fuck is an Urkin? Like, come on, Kyler. As soon as you said that, you should have been like, hold up, that's wrong. Damn it. Too late. It, it, it's already, it's, now it lives in infamy on the internet. Kyler Murray going for the Urkins. But I don't know what's worse because at the end of this, uh, Purdue Emma, we don't need to go all the way through it, but I, I believe second-year offensive linemen Lasita Smith was asking about what even the name of the team was in the desert. And what, what was his, his response? Like Lasita Smith called the Arizona Coyotes. It was so far off. It was like the rattlesnakes. He said, what are they, the rattlesnakes? And he, he lives, he's wow. left, he's lived here since being drafted onto the, into this organization. And he thinks the disrespect continues in Tempe, the Cardinals train in Tempe for the Coyotes. And it's by informing the Arizona Cardinals. It's it's fun. I was surprised that the team even put this out. I mean, it's it's fun because you know I don't think that Kyler. Nobody would say, "Hey, Kyler Murray takes in stride." People poking fun yeah, at him. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean Erkins. I that, that's just so <laughs> that's so crazy. Like I, I can't even. And, and Kyler's like a sports guy. Like yeah. he he knows his sports. So the fact that he uttered Erkins, I'm sure he just immediately regrets. He probably just getting hazed all day today about it. It's not, it wasn't that like the whole team got missed the assignment, like grading on a curve, Kyler getting three out of four, not that bad, yeah. but to, to be as down tremendous as saying the Carolina Urkins, mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, Urkins is, is the worst misfire on a team name. Like, have you been so far off on a player name or a team name that bad in your entire life? <laughs> Like you're a well-rounded sports guy. I like to kind of puff my chest out. I'm a well-rounded sports yeah, guy. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. miss. I don't know how he he landed on Urkins. It was the I, biggest. I, just it was brutal. I can't. I can't think of a name. Like I, other people have butchered my name. Like it, it's, it's very. Uh, we had a guy that used to be on the show all the time. They used to call you Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's not even my name. Like, hey, Damien, how's it going? My name's Saul. Just so you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then there's other people that'll say Sal. There's other people that say Saul, and I'm just like, that's Sal. that's not that's not my name. Sorry, I see name. you were in the chat saying that we're making too big of a deal out of it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Erkin is. I don't know how you. I mean, call him a tornado. Call him another tropical storm of some sort. I, I wouldn't say we're making a big deal of it. <laughs> we're fucking fun. Yeah. What do you got, fun. Emma? I, I personally, I don't think that if everyone got it, I don't think that they would have put it out on social because that's just not If good somebody content. just rolled in, like it's the hurricanes. Yeah, I think I think if someone got all four of them right, it's not going to pop off the way that this popped off, clearly. I think I think the Cardinals just know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, Mr. J saying this is a non-issue, move on. We're not making a big issue out of it. Issue. We're having some fun with a guy that just it's not an issue. butchered – a team in the final four of the NHL playoffs, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I, I just did it. It's I just, just call them the Carolina Panthers, the football team down there. It's just a fun banter. That's <laughs> it. It's a lighthearted topic. What else are we going to talk about? Well, we could talk at nauseum about DeAndre Hopkins and the ongoing trade saga that is. Uh, I thought that Jody Ayler over Fox Sports 910, he called it an open relationship that D-Hop has with, mm -hmm. the, with the Arizona Cardinals. It's like, 
He's uh, courting other suitors. He's he's playing to the Arizona fan base. He's saying, who said I wanted to go anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. And then he's going on I Am Athlete, the podcast with Brandon Marshall. He's saying he's naming his five quarterbacks that he wants to play with. He wants to play with Josh Allen. Buffalo continues to be one of the top teams, top destinations that he wants to be at. And there's a simple solution to this. If, if DeAndre Hopkins wants to go play for the Buffalo Bills, he can take a pay cut, and I'm sure they could work out a deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the only solution here for, for most of the teams that are in the running for D-Hop. And I just don't think we're going to get there. I, re- I honestly don't think that the the Cardinals um, – I don't think these teams are going to offer the Cardinals what they think they want in D-Hop. I just don't. And I think D-Hop's going to end up playing um, another season for the Arizona Cardinals this year. I, I really do. I, I don't see a scenario where he would be traded, especially after the draft, um, unless the team just feels like – you know, barring injury – yeah. Um, I just don't see that scenario playing out. At, at least, at least not, not in the next couple months. If you get to middle of August, end of August, and the team is desperate to make a trade, I could maybe at that time I could see something happening. But right now, I don't see it. If if Brandon Bean gets the opportunity to talk to DeAndre Hopkins and talk his number down from the nineteen million dollars that they would have to pay him after coming off a six-game PED suspension, after coming off of this knee, you know, taking him at the end of the 2021 season and now the 2022 season, or so they called it, you know, he he was missing out with that that knee that he had surgically repaired. Like, with all those kind of red flags there, they're not going to take him at the number 19 million. And that doesn't change for the, the team that would take him on post June 1st. Now it, it helps the Cardinals in a sense, as far as what they would save against the current cap and what they would save in the future or could potentially split it. But I mean, it, it, the sticking point comes down to who's willing to take on Deandre Hopkins. And at that number right now, nobody's willing to do it. Not only that, but I think that here's the perspective. Like you're right now, if you're the Cardinals, on paper, you're in a position of power. Okay. You keep D hop, you use them for your own team, and that's a valuable asset. Or you wait and you wait the market out some more. And listen, Monty did a masterful job on draft night of kind of waiting out the market out and taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. If you're the Cardinals, you have to wait for a team to have a significant injury. All it takes as a Stefan Diggs going down with an injury or a, a, a chase going down with an injury for that, uh, a, a, a Travis Kelsey. I know mm. D hop is not a tight end, but uh, Kelsey is such a valuable part of that offense that you would have to make up whatever you're going to lose in him with something else. And yeah. that's where D hop would come in. And then at that point, your leverage pays off because now these teams will have to be desperate. They have to get somebody in there because their window is right now to win a championship as well. And if you're money, you could take advantage of that situation. That's why I don't see a scenario where barring injury right now, the the Cardinals would let D hop go for pennies on the dollar. Cause it's just not necessary. You can get a much bigger return on investment. If you just wait, wait it out a little bit and let these teams kind of play into the season and see what happens um, and then make the trade and get some valuable um, resources. From now, it. Even at the beginning of the offseason, I would have disagreed with Hans uh, comment here saying Hopkins is just like PP Patrick Peterson down to a PED violation mm-hmm. value, basically cut or uh, keep GG. I don't know. What, what am I missing on GG? Uh, good game. Okay. 
Uh, but look, I, I, I would have said no way. They're not even in the same arena. But now, just to see how uh, DeAndre Hopkins is very similar in, in as, as P2 was to where in the public arena, he wants to play both sides. He wants to make everybody happy. And he's also going to feel like disrespected at the end of the day where it's just the business side, the business nature of the NFL to where when you're 31 years old or you're going into your year 31 season and then you've got, you know, all these strikes against you as far as you've played half the games the last two seasons. Uh, and then you also had that PED suspension. Like those are strikes against you. And you just have to realize that as much as people respect you, your game and all you've done in this league, it, it's like the, everybody knows that production can fall off a cliff, especially at 31 years old for wide receivers. So to, so to try to, persuade somebody to get into 19 million dollars and to take that on I, it's just it's not it's not feasible at this point so i you know i think that Monty osford is doing the right thing he's continued to kind of ride these things out negotiations until the bitter end he held out with the third overall pick he's going to continue to hold out with deandre hopkins the, you know the checkpoints throughout the offseason have come and gone so now to your point it's like okay the next chance is does a top wide receiver go down on another roster? There's injuries are inevitable in this league. Yep. So, you know, that's that's uh that's gonna be the next checkpoint for Monty Austin Fort and crew to be able to maybe negotiate a deal. And but I still believe it's gonna take DeAndre Hopkins having to come down just a little bit, restructure and maybe he can restructure not as much as he might have to to make a deal come tomorrow or after June 1st. But you know, we're going to get into that conversation. We're going to revisit D-Hop. We're going to revisit some of the big, obviously, questions facing this organization, play a little buy or sell uh, here on the show. But uh, before that, I want to tell everybody about the big old uh, keeping a hundred yeah. uh, pens and aces, yeah. big drive energy, just tournament scramble yeah, yeah. we got going it, on it's Friday. It's a big scramble going on here on Friday. We still got, I think we have four spots left. That's all we have left. Um, we have... We're gonna pack this bitch. I'm gonna just tell you that <laughs> right now, man. We're 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 gonna have 136 people out there, uh, four four person uh, scramble tournament. It's gonna be fun. There is so many things on this in this tournament that are going to blow people away. Um, we have obviously we have the traditional longest drive close to the pin. We have a marshmallow longest drive, which is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we have a double your money hole. So we're playing Wait, a little, what do you little, mean, marshmallow? little marshmallow. Yeah, you hit a marshmallow. As far as the, the person who hits the marshmallow the furthest gets a, a big prize. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You tee uh, up an actual marshmallow? Yeah, yeah you tee right. up an actual marshmallow. It's not mini marshmallows. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a marshmallow. So, uh, you know, we, ha we have a bunch of cool stuff going on. A lot of prizes that we're giving away. And everybody gets hooked up with so much swag when they show up, including that beautiful Pins and Aces polo that you'll see. It's a PHNX pins and aces exclusive you can only get it at the tournament and that is it it's going to be awesome uh plus we're going to feed you before and after the round and you get drinks throughout the round and uh, rumor has it craig morgan is going around and toweling everybody off so if you want to get toweled off by well, craig morgan uh there you go what so a gentleman I, yeah 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 uh so uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be an exciting time you should come out pins and aces and also if you're gonna go check out pins and aces go to pinsandaces.com Hook yourself up, save yourself 15% on all their awesome swag by using code word PHNX um, on your first order. And it's pretty dope. Yeah, get out there cool Friday, stuff. get some Pens and Aces swag, enjoy some. 
hanging out with the PHNX sports crew and also get some shady rays. Make yeah. sure you're you're taking care of your eyes because the sun's going to be beating down on you. Maybe go check out their store out there in Kierland. They got shady rays in town. You can go actually check out sunglasses for yourself, but we recommend you take advantage of going to their website and using this code PHNX to get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades. They got the, uh, I mean, these are designer shades, but they're not a designer cost. These are unbelievable. I've got some, uh, we'll go unnamed, we'll call them Folkleys, just collecting dust in mm-hmm. my truck right now because I'm wearing Shady Rays all the time. I got my son, my two-year-old son, they got sunglasses that fit him. He's got his pair of Shady Rays. My wife has a pair of Shady Rays. No more taking mine. Took advantage of that PHNX promo code, saved us some money on some great, great sunglasses. And then starting tomorrow, they got their Memorial Day sale going on. It's going to go on from May 25th to May 31st. Shady Rays Memorial Day sale will start in ShadyRays.com. You get 35% off all sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars or more over by 250,000 people. But right now you can go to the website, ShadyRays.com. Use that code PHNX. Get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself those five-star rated shades, ShadyRays, ShadyRays.com. All right, let's buy and sell some Arizona Cardinals. Big questions facing this organization going into the 2023 season. We kind of alluded to it. We already kind of, I already kind of get a sense of where you're going on this. DeAndre Hopkins on the roster to start the season. Sounds like you're selling that. Yeah, I'm totally selling that. I, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be here for the long, oh, well, not the long term. We'll say the short term. <laughs> He's going to be here for the short term, a couple months. I would okay. say a couple months. I would be shocked, however, if he was not traded before the trade deadline. I would be shocked yeah. unless this team is like surprising everybody in the league and goes, starts off, you know, six, seven, eight, no, then you got like, okay, wait, maybe we got to hold on to D hop, but uh, we're going to assume that that's not the case. And there's going to be other teams that will need that valuable asset. So I'd be shocked if he wasn't here. If he was here, I mean, at that point, it's the, it, the ball will clearly be in his court, right? I mean, he's, he's going to realize it's either going to become a Jay Crowder situation where he's told to go home or, was Crowder told to go home or he no, just wouldn't show it just, up? It was both. Yeah. So it was it, there is a upon. mutual, you know, decision to where it benefit both sides. What's the point of showing up? We're going to find a, a, a deal for you. But then the pressure kind of falls on the shoulders of, of D hop, who is very concerned about his legacy, very concerned about, you know, whether or not he's going to be enshrined in Canton one day, going to have a bus at the pro football hall of fame. And if, I mean, he's on the trajectory, right? But he's still got a place in football. He's got to he's got to start to kind of continue boost that resume, and he can't do it if he's sitting at home. So the pressure starts to come on on DeAndre Hopkins' shoulders. You know, I, I'm going to sell DeAndre Hopkins being on this roster to start the season. I'll say that. Uh, our next one would be Colt McCoy as the Arizona starting quarterback to start the season without Kyler Murray. You buy or sell on Colt McCoy's QB one. Week one. I'm selling that so hard. <laughs> Why? Ain't no way. What do you want? Clayton Toon? David Blau? Dude, I'll take any one of those guys. Hey, listen. Col- Colt McCoy gets you a... David Blau is 0-7. Colt, Colt McCoy, McCoy has three wins the last two seasons. Colt McCoy will get you a win. Okay. He will get you a win. And then week two, um, father time catches up rather rapidly, and he's not that dude anymore. He's just not. Look, he sat, the, he sat like, what, a half a season just to give you one good game against the Seahawks, and then he <laughs> fell apart after that. Or I'm sorry, the Rams. The Rams. Like after that, it was ghost. Like 
because he can't do it for a long period of time. No shade to Colt McCoy. No, he's, he's like the quintessential backup. Like, what did John yeah. Clayton always say? It said, your backup can win you three games, he can lose you three games. What's Colt McCoy's record through two seasons as Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback? Three and something? Three and three. It, it's it's like it's right there it's it's right I, with the the law of averages as far as quintessential I'm, backups and that's fine that but that comes with you know our next I, I'm, I'm buying Colt McCoy's QB1 like I just don't I I know it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know I mean no. David Blau's 0-7 as a starting quarterback in this league it's not like he's just somebody who hasn't gotten his chances but it's not like he's played bad David Blau? He gives you a little juice in the arm. That's, that's what you need. I mean, that's I the need same the juice. Thing. <laughs> you need a little. You can't see noodle arm Colt McCoy out there. I want to see two passes. I want to see two. Let's I, every, go. Look, everybody wants to see two. Every listen, this but, this state and this city thrives on the backup. And if Colt McCoy is going to be QB1, it's not going to last more than a quarter before everybody will be singing a different tune. Oh. Or Colt McCoy goes out there and has like that Rams performance or like the performance he had against the Niners in 2021 where he just goes out there and he's a blackjack dealer. He's just hitting wide receivers. He's getting the ball in the playmaker's hands. He's going to be prepared. He's going up against Washington. I know they got a stout front seven. Uh, I, I, I'm with, uh, was it uh, free matter for the blind tune QB one. And I hear it's all like, I'm, I can get romantic behind a rookie starting quarterback but he's a fifth-round pick. He played at Houston. He didn't play at Clemson or a big Power Five school. He's got like an uphill climb to become a starting quarterback oh, yeah. in the in the like. I think one day he could be a solid backup to Kyler Murray, and that's not like an indictment on him. I just think that that's what he's more geared up towards. So like him coming in here and, and having to face Chase Young and and Jerron Payne in that front seven with whatever the commander is going to be called because their trademark was den- de- denied again. You know, are they playing the football team to open this season? Regardless of what it is, they got a talented front seven. Wait, are they not the commanders? Their trademark was denied. <laughs> so they, they might not even get to be the commanders much longer. They could have like a third or is it fourth name oh, change? What a disastrous yeah. franchise. Oh, yeah. You think it's bad here in the desert. It's still even tragic. Yeah, they got to get that thing sold as Dude, soon as two, possible. I'm, I'm saying like, Hey, listen, this these first like four or five games of the season. If you don't think Kyler Murray's coming back, um, it, eh, it's it's a tryout anyway. Throw two and out there. Let's give him some. Let's give him some run. That's why I'm a QB one right there. <laughs> that's that's uh, <laughs> I'm just full of confidence right now. Yeah, just give him a try. Yeah, let's just know. see how. After that first possession, love- I might be like, "Hey, man, get his ass out, get Cole back in there." But you know, we'll see. <laughs> like this is the best we have. Clayton Tune. What if he comes out and like balls out? He, I guarantee you it. I, I I can almost guarantee it. There's going to be a preseason game where oh, he yeah. does. He oh does. yeah, he's going to go against yeah. fourth and fifth string scrubs. He's going to lace them up. Yeah, he's going to he's going to pass it like a seventy percent clip. Yep. And you're like, this guy's unbelievable. He's going to make a play with his legs. He's got some sneaky athleticism, and everybody's going to be pounding he's the table. Gonna, he's going to give you that Josh Rosen over the middle oh, um, to, 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 to Christian Kirk against the New Orleans Saints in preseason game number one. That got everybody so jazzed up, and then it was never the same after that. Never. No. I, I remember looking at Rosen games, and you would find like just a couple of throws, not even like quarters of a performance or half a performance. Like, yeah, that throw was good, but everything else was just garbage. Yeah, yeah. But no, let's let's have a – but also Josh Rosen had a horrible roster. Like this roster is not a good roster. So to say like, you're not going to give him an, he's not going to go into a, the ideal opportunity. This isn't 
Brock Purdy taking a well-oiled 49ers machine late in the season like he did last year with weeks of, you know, just watching NFL film, practicing at the NFL level, tune week one, that concerns me that you could develop bad habits and get the guy put in a bad spot. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. Hey, listen, I, I've always been on board with sink hey, or swim. I either want a championship or I want yeah. a dumpster fire. I want. I don't want anything in between. Yeah. I don't want anything mid. I want either the best or the worst. Like let's think, see think about it. that's Mal- TV. Malik Willis, uh, Desmond Ritter. Those were guys that were drafted way like a couple rounds ahead of Clayton Tune, where he was in the fifth round. Those guys were third, third rounders, fourth rounders. It's just, and those guys are struggling to stay at this level. It's it's the toughest position to play in sports. All right, let's continue. De- Desmond Ritter, to be fair, was hot trash coming out of college. He's Watching cute. him at the Senior Bowl last year, I was like, dude, what in the <laughs> fuck is this guy doing out here? I couldn't believe it. Tune was at the Senior Bowl this year, working out with the Cardinals uh, QB coach. Now, maybe that maybe they feel like that's something they could do. We'll see. Uh, more than four and a half wins this season. Are you buying or selling four and a half, more than four and a half wins? Call me an optimist, but I'm buying. I'm going to buy. I think they're going to win at least five games. I we think they're going to play Colt then start the season. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Kyler's coming back and getting all five. I don't know. The NFC West is so funky. You don't know what the Rams are really going to be about. They could be, they could be worse than the Cardinals yeah. in, in, you know, in some ways. Uh, you know, Seattle, it was it a one hit wonder. Is that just who they are? Are they going to be okay? They got Gino, they got other pieces. Like, I don't know. Uh, San Francisco, you know what they're going to do. They do, they do it year in, year out. And that's just what they are. Like, so I, I and then the schedule itself, like, I, I think there's a couple dubs that could be had there against the bears. Maybe, you know, like, so I think five is, is, is not, not, not out of reach. I would take five. I'm there were five. some, some betting, uh, just betting sites that had the Cardinals. They're not. They're not favoring any game. Not a single game this season. All that's all fine. seventeen games. They're not favored. But look, I mean that that's why they play the game. Uh, but there are there are some winnable games. I mean, week one is a winnable game. If, if Sam Howell is starting for the Commanders or whatever they're called, week one, uh, and if that's that is that franchise is still in kind of a holding spot as far as what their ownership is. They're playing in that trash box stadium in BFE Maryland. Uh, that's a winnable game. And then you've got games on here like, as you mentioned, the Rams. Those are two dubs potentially. So that gets you to three. You can find Atlanta, Ritter. I mean, I don't know if he's starting the, by week 10. You got that, the shit bull against the Texans? Yeah, the Texans. That could be for and the then, number one overall pick right there. I mean, and then Chicago. It's, I mean, it's, it's easy. And then you've got maybe an, an upset. It's going to come down to like when you saw the Miami Dolphins a couple of years ago and it was the first year for Brian Flores and they were supposed to be the worst team in the league and they won five out of nowhere. It came down, if Jonathan Gannon is a good coach, that's going to get you to win a game that you're not supposed to win or it's going to get you a game where you're playing the Rams and you actually have you know pretty even rosters going up against each other. So I'm going to buy more than four and a half wins. So I think we're, we're on, on the same page there. All right. So with that being said, the Arizona Cardinals selecting number one overall in the 2024 draft. Now there is the Texans pick here. So you can kind of just slither your way to this. Are you buying or selling the Cardinals oh, pick in at the top I'm of the draft? I'm buying that so hard. <laughs> I'm buying that so hard. I'm throwing everything I have do on you ha- Emma, do you have the, the percentage? So these are the odds. We talked about this yesterday. The odds to secure the number oh one God. pick in the 2024 draft. 
Cardinals at 18% with their own pick, 13% with the Texans. It's over 30% uh right there with with those two selections that they that they hold on to then i was watching so the the tampa bay bucks are the next best odds and man is their quarterback room terrible baker kyle trask and john wolford ouch that's gonna be a bottom feeder roster yeah anthony richardson we'll see what shane steichen can if he can work his magic like he did with jalen hurts as far as his offensive game plan and then the Rams at 5%, depending on what happens up with Matthew Stafford and the health of Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Yeah. But they, I think they've got pretty good chance at this. I but 31% chance is pretty good. That is. That that's why I'm buying it at least. I mean, with, with those with these two rosters, you look at it as it stands right now, May 24th, that I'm buying it. Yeah. No, I, I totally am buying it. I mean, listen, one of those two teams is gonna be god awful. <laughs> Texans or the Cardinals, whichever one. It's just how awful are the other three teams behind them? And I just I have a feeling that the Cardinals are going to be in okay shape. If they don't have the top pick, they're going to have a top two or three pick for sure. Now, a big deciding factor in that is the, uh, I guess, the avail- availability of QB1 Kyler Murray. Buying or selling more or less than eight and, f- eight and a half games played by Kyler Murray this season. So, oh, it- m- oh. Definitely, definitely buying more. Oh yeah, I'm. I, he, it's definitely more. Like I think he's going to play ten games this year. Yeah, he's going to miss the first six or seven, and then he'll he'll. So play if he the if he game. misses the first six, it puts him right back to face Seattle week seven in 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 October October twenty second. That's not bad because then it puts you in a position to kind of hit the easier spot of your schedule. I'm not Seattle and Baltimore, but Cleveland, Atlanta, Houston, LA, and then Pittsburgh. I mean, that that could help you avoid and, and buy in on the the win total going up. And yeah, Kyler Murray, I, from what I've seen, everybody's saying it's gonna, you know, even John Gannon said he's a long way away, but we haven't we're not gonna play for a long time. He hasn't encountered any setbacks. He's a freak athlete. Von Miller, who's 34 years old, said he's he's gonna be back at least by week six. He's a pass rusher. The wear and tear on your knees at that position are more than quarterback. I think that it's pointing to Kyler Murray ballpark right around what you're saying at the very latest. So eight and a half, um, as long as he's available, can avoid some other injuries. I'm going to buy more than eight and a half games, put him at least at, as you said, nine to 10 games for Kyler Murray in the shotgun or in the center for the Arizona Cardinals. So I agree. Buy and sell, 2023 Arizona Cardinals style. Uh, depends on what you're looking at as far as betting sites. Four and a half is the number right now. BetMGM even has that. you got to sign up over at BetMGM Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of PHNX. It's got the code PHNX when you sign up right now. We've teamed up with them this season. Can't wait to hang out. Look at that beauty right there. See that BetMGM Sportsbook out there in Glendale? right on the great lawn, right where people are going to be tailgating. Join us for tailgates. We got the pregame show. We got the postgame show. Join us out there. And also every Saturday through Wednesday, you can claim your bonus bet on the house. Right now you can uh, get those bets in. You got 72 hours, so don't wait. Bonus bets can only be used on any sports wagers. So that's great right there. Uh, 
you've got the PHNX uh, crew out there Friday nights, first Friday of every month. We're going to be out there playing cornhole. We got the cornhole league. So join us first Friday every month, May through August. We got uh, specials, giveaways, BetMGM prizes. Got the live broadcast throughout the day. If you haven't signed up at the BetMGM right now, use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, we're going to give you up to $100 in bonus bets for your first wager with the BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Check out the show notes for details. And now, this is our good friend Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I know that on tap, they've got the Wow Weed out there at BetMGM. Also, Kit Lifter, our friends over at Four Peaks. They got all their great beer on tap that they brew on the location, on site there, 8th Street in Tempe. Make sure you're following them on socials because they have so many different events. They just dropped yeah. some great beer. Uh, they got the Staycation IPA that they just dropped. Uh, it looks amazing. Make sure you're following them on social at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram, at Four Peaks Pub on Twitter. They got a great, I guess, uh, just sweepstakes right now. D-backs game. You can win four Diamondbacks tickets, four seats. Also, you get the D-bucks where you can grab some food. Obviously, that ice-cold wow wheat or kilt lifter hop knot. Go to Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. You can click the link in the bio, and you can get yourself set up with some D-backs tickets and some D-Bucks. Have a great time out there at Chase Field. Thanks to Four Peaks. Check out Four Peaks Brew and Four Peaks Pub on your socials. Keep up with the latest of Arizona's hometown brewery. Got to be 21 years or older uh, to drink Four Peaks, but drink it responsibly. I know I'm going to have a couple out there on the golf course on Friday. Can't wait for that. They taste just a little bit better on the golf course. Uh, Just a little bit better, for sure, especially when they're going to hand out some stuff, too. Uh, There's a green tea I think it's called the oh, green yeah. tea shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, their new beer that they just unveiled. Um, that thing is delicious as F. So it's yeah, a great summer. We'll have some out there at the, at the golf course. So it'll yeah. be fun. Make sure you get out there. The pins and aces, uh, big drive energy. Uh, it's not the invitational. It's the keep it hunted. Yeah. <laughs> 100. <laughs> I'm trying to not butcher it like Johnny did. Oh, but it's impossible. Keep it hundred classic. When you have your close to forty white guys out here trying to say it, it's uh, hundred, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's listen. This is going to be an annual tradition. We're going to have two golf tournaments every single year. One in uh, this time of year when it starts to get a little hot, and we we golf in the morning, we get it over with, and then we have some good food and drink a lot. And then we'll have one in the fall uh, as the temperatures start to cool off, and it'll be fun again. And we'll see what we're going to call that. We haven't come up with a name for it yet. Sorry, my mic was on. We are, have already discovered like a plan that we're going to do. And I think everyone should join. So we're going to go to the golf course. We're going to play. We're going to drink. Then we're going to mob over to Illegal Pete's. Drink. Eat. And then Phoenix Rising has dollar beer night. Dollar beer night. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's going to be people. We're going to lose a lot of good men and women that day. Yes, it's we will. It's going to go down. Yeah. That's the plan. So enjoy PHNX Sports. Well, it lasts. I mean, as far as who's going to survive, yeah. I think there's going to be shows that are going to be down some big time players for 
the next couple of days after the uh, the golf tournament going on. So I was glad to see this, and I said we were going to bring this up. So Mike Florio was joined by the Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman, on Pro Football Talk the other day, and he wanted to play like this uh, – I don't know. He feels like he's the white knight. He feels like he's the Batman of the NFL media. He feels mm. like he's the mm-hmm. one asking all the hard questions. Mm-hmm. He's going to get to the bottom of it. And he's kind of took taken on this John Gannon, Eagles, Cardinals tampering situation, even though they resolved it, they announced it on draft night that they're going to give up, you know, their third round pick and they're going to do the swap, whatever. And he, he feels like there's more to it. So he has Howie Roseman who comes on who's had nothing but success lately, and he doubles down on the question. And this is Howie Roseman's response. Quote, didn't I already answer you twice? If I was making a list of top five conspiracy theorists around the NFL, you'd definitely be the top five. That was Howie Roseman to to Mike Florio. And Florio didn't, I mean, they just traded barbs the rest mm-hmm. of the next two minutes. But I, just, I can't believe that, I, I, I mean... To me, Mike Florio believes, like I said, he he thinks he's Batman, where he's kind of like Dylan Brooks. <laughs> he goes out there and he talks this big talk and he just doesn't back it up. And he's yeah. on he's like he's on a good team. Pro football talk, I can't deny the success that they have. They they cover pro football, yeah. you know, the NFL at a high level, and I and it's a go-to for me. But you know, their leader is and I'm not saying Brooks is a leader of any type, but I mean, he, I, he pokes the bear yeah. and then he looks foolish after he does it. Yeah, it's just the it's again, it's his delivery. Like I, I can appreciate the fact that he wanted to keep reengaging and asking that question to get an actual answer from him, right? But at the same time, it's about the delivery and the way he kind of has this condescending, shit-eating grin on his face <laughs> the whole time, like he's like he knows something you don't. He's trying to catch you in a lie, kind of thing. Like, dude, just give it up, man. Just give it up. You've been after the Cardinals all off season. Get a life, okay? It's over, man. Just let it go. It's both teams have put it behind them. Right. They moved on. The story is dead. Leave the Cardinals alone and move on, buddy. Move on. I like it. Jose, Inspector Widget, Han, Florio's a windbag. It was just a, it was a good dub after seeing, and even though he's been just crushed all offseason long by the Cardinals fan base, and they've scoreboarded him so many times uh, with the, you know, Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon shouldn't be at Kyler Murray's Heisman ceremony, that, that ridiculous, ridiculous thing yeah. to continuously just chasing uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Like, they're a team that deserve a lot of criticism, but the stuff that he's tried to conjure up the last couple months has been ridiculous. Like, and dude, they're they're dead already. Yeah, okay, yeah. like we they got the investigation and the poor facilities and grades and all stuff. They did the behind the scenes stuff with Jonathan Gannon. There's other things going on that they just kind of fumbled the bag on, uh, you know, left or right. Toxic work environment. You name it. Go down the list. You don't need to conjure shit up. Like, you don't need to make anything up. You don't need to pull shit out of the fucking nowhere and make it a thing. There's things in front of you. Just talk about that. Right. Jesus. You're talking to the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles GM who continually right. gets dubs throughout this offseason from the draft to, you know, good free agent additions. And he wants to talk about this thing that's been resolved. It's been long over resolved. And, uh, it, but it's also great to watch Florio try to, stick in there and just get 
body bagged over and over. It's 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 from from that standpoint. So uh, a, a big big L for a guy like Mike Florio, yeah. and and you love to see it as Cardinals fans. Now uh, some down news: we lost a legend today. Tina Turner passed away at 83 mm. years old. Simply the best. What's love got to do with it? Uh, roll was it rolling down the river? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously an icon out there. She performed in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, in 2000. That was Kurt Warner Super Bowl mm-hmm. championship. Kevin Dyson that was stopped at the one yard line. Titans Rams. What's the, what in your opinion is the best Super Bowl act? Now I know you you guys on PHNX Suns talked to Lil Prince earlier today. Yeah, Prince is in the conversation. Sure, sure. I think MJ Michael Jackson's in the mm-hmm. conversation. Who am I missing? You, you go down the whole list and take away the things I want to say. No, or? no, I want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, so, I, so okay. So, are we talking about just Super Bowl performance or just halftime show? I mean, you're talking about like on the playing field. No, no, no. Like, like act wise, like does the national anthem count? Sure, you can, because you to can me, to me, the single most uh, like iconic sports moment in, in terms of non-athletic performance was um Whitney Houston and and the Star Spangled Banner okay. because that was at the time of the Gulf War. Uh I was a little kid. I think I was 11 at that time and it was the first time I actually bet money on the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. My da- my dad was a he was going for the Giants. He was like, "Here, <laughs> put 10 bucks on the Giants too." And I was like, "Okay, so I'll go for the Giants." And uh and like I was just that remember the Norwood kick, the miss. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Norwood miss. Yeah, talk about fucking <laughs> you 10 bucks to me out. was like fucking $5,000, man. So when I saw that kick go wide right, I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Anyway, uh but like the the that moment was like so beyond sports. Yeah. And like when I hear that national anthem to this day, I immediately tear up because I just like get so emotional about that song um, at that time. And so I think that was cool, but I would also go back. I, I'm going to take the cheap way out. I was going to say Michael Jackson, but you mentioned him and Michael Jackson at Super Bowl 26 halftime Pasadena, um, the, the Rose bowl Cowboys versus the bills. Like he comes out and like it was electric, but the most iconic <laughs> halftime performance was most definitely, most definitely 2004 when you're talking about the Carolina Panthers against the the New England Patriots and the infamous, the other Jackson, the, the, yeah, Janet, Janet <laughs> yeah, and giving J- everybody a, Timberlake. a yeah. show at the end. Yeah. Changed how the FCC, uh, yeah. I guess, approached Super Bowls. Not bad. What about, you know, th- this one to me, just when I grew up, Dre, Eminem. Last year? Yeah. Was Sorry. that last year? That was LA. Yeah, yeah, LA last year, yeah. Even though it felt like it was all, I don't I don't even know if they, they all lip sync now probably because of the Janet Jackson performance anyway, but that was unreal to kind of yeah. see that medley. I mean, even it also had funny where 50 Cent is hanging upside down. <laughs> Doing the crunches, <laughs> but he can't really crunch anymore. Yeah, he can't do like, the crunches ah. anymore. Uh, so also, okay, it also begs the question, who are the biggest acts that you, we haven't seen do the Super Bowl that we want to see? Oh, man. Uh, I would love to see Kid Cudi do a, a, a halftime show. That would be electric. I love me some Kid Cudi. Okay. Uh, I don't think Drake has done one. No. Drake hasn't done one. I mean, that's a that's the biggest yeah. hip-hop star on the planet. So you got to think, well, Jake. I think I got one more. Go ahead. So I think, and I think he's declined it a couple times, Jay-Z. Uh, I thought he did one. Did he come on stage at I one point? Maybe he didn't. Uh, didn't Beyonce do one? Yeah, she did it in New Orleans. And so, and he didn't come out for that? I don't think so. 
Okay. All right. Double check. Jay Z. Jay Z's okay. I, I mean, I'm about to take some heat for this. I think Jay Z's overrated. But he's still got a deep like, enough catalog. I think what's important is you got to have a catalog at least like seven bangers. Yeah, true. But like, but Jay Z's bangers bang a little differently than like Drake's. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Travis Scott would be a good one too. Yeah, because you need you need somebody that has energy. Wasn't he? He came out. Yeah, with uh, Maroon Five, didn't he? Uh, yeah, like in Houston. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's from Houston. But like, oh, so God, like I've been to a Travis Scott concert, and like the the electricity that that dude brings. I mean, it's a fucking party. Yeah, like, and so that's. I don't what know I if the see. NFL would ever go with it after the tragedy that went down, right? No, I think. I you think, think that fine, they would yeah. let time kind of? Yeah. All right, and th- so I like I obviously grew up. Or listen to all, like rock music, alternative music. I was music. gonna say that. I was gonna say Metallica. Metallica would be good. Metallica would go hard. They would. They would shred. It's like we've seen. It's tough because you're trying to appeal to a, a massive audience. Yeah. So like, as far as like American, not it doesn't have to be American, but just rock bands. Like it, it's like Foo Fighters and who? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Foo what? Fighters. It's Foo Fighters, and honestly. I think like if you're talking like something that everyone would know, I think Switchfoot, honestly. Mm. Who? Switchfoot. Who? Are you are you playing to like the audience of Gerald Bourget? Does it, I've seen him wear like a Switchfoot t-shirt. Who, I know. Who is Switchfoot? <laughs> it's a, it's a Christian really? rock band. It is it? it is technically a Christian rock band. Is it really? But... It's like DC Talk. I don't fucking know who that is. That's a Christian rock. Han shots first saying Pearl Jam. That's not a bad bad choice. But I would just say like. I, I think like a lot of people know those songs, like their most popular songs. They like I think Dare they, You to Move, yeah, Learning but, to Breathe. If, you, if you're going like, but for the majority, then you should go with like a Taylor Swift. She hasn't played one yet, huh? No, no. I'm not gonna go on record saying I'm Team Taylor. I'm not. Oh I'm my not a Swift God. But it's it's gonna happen in our lifetime. I guarantee it. Probably it has to. So yeah, I think Metallica would go hard. Really? Yeah. I think well, people all oh do it hell yeah you know you ever I, see those YouTube videos of, like kids these days listening to music like Metallica that they'd never heard for the first time and they're like losing their mind over it because they like it yeah so they like yeah. it so much but they're just not exposed to it yeah like I I was vehemently against like rock and roll and country music because uh, I lived up north and like mm-hmm. yeah I just I wasn't vibing with see that. I grew up listening like my parents. Favorite band was Foo Fighters. Yeah, so, so and Foo Fighters go hard. No, Han shot first. I saw Switchfoot for like three bucks five years ago. You can't be playing three dollar concerts and, and playing the Super Bowl the same year. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. But no. You, it's it's tough. Like the pool to to put, pick from, it's it's not very deep. I mean, there's so much variety though out there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I you know. Like I like the potpourri shows, if you will. Like I like the ones that maybe you start off with Metallica and then somehow you end up getting to Drake. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's such a great crossover to be able to figure out how to get from A to Z and incorporate a lot of different acts. I love that kind of stuff. Like that's why I like the the Dre Eminem stuff because they they brought in like different levels and different genres of the rap game over the course of the last 20, 25, right. 30 years. And you just got to see all the hits. And you're like, oh, hell yeah. Matter of fact, LA does it right. And of course they do right because they have all the stars right there. <laughs> but like in the wild card game against the Cardinals, I was there. They had Nate Dogg and Warren G out there. Well, not Nate Dogg, no. sorry, RIP, Nate Dogg. But Warren G <laughs> was out there. Um, and he was and he performed at halftime. And so we're all singing regulators, like, yeah. hell yeah, let's go, mount up. <laughs> 
Oh man, you guys are killing it in the chat. We don't have anything like that out here. I love Jimmy World, but that's all they we got played. Uh, they, they played, played the finals. I think they played the Thursday night game this year. One of the yeah. few wins, and they. I was there for it. They've got some big. They've got like three or four big hits that goes pretty hard in in the big stadium louds or uh, speakers. So yeah. everybody crushing it today. Big thanks to Saul Bookman hanging in for for Johnny Venerable, who's going to see Lizzo. maybe future Super Bowl halftime Let's performer. Go. Lizzo. Oh, they tonight. wouldn't let they wouldn't let Lizzo out there because she she dresses scandalous. <laughs> she does, dude. Lizzo as a halftime performance? Oh yeah, it'd be awesome. I think she However, needs like drama. two more big hits to put herself in. She's got like oh, three to four. She's pretty she's close. close. Cause she's she hey she she's got some bangers. Like, yeah. She's popping. Yeah. She's been popping off. Yeah. Jack Harlow too has been popping off. Yeah. Is that uh, is that white man can't jump out yet? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I I tried to get through it. I got no through good? like I got through like thirty five minutes of it. And I was like, bro, get to the so point, good. please. It's a long, isn't it? Like a two hour and eighteen minute movie. No, it's like an hour and forty five. You think? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, make sure you follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at B O B R A C K. We've got a fresh new PHNX Cardinals for you. Tomorrow, barring any breaking news, we'll get Johnny out of that concert if we need to. Don't don't we don't expect it. No D Hop trade coming anytime soon. But thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.